It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Dennis and uh, Brady and uh, playoff week is here. It's week 10 of the high school football season. Pre-districts set for this weekend. Uh, We've got uh, 16 teams from the Blue Water area playing in the postseason. 14 in 11-man football. uh, Two more in 8-man football. And uh, we'll basically kind of run through it because uh, as Brady said to me off the air we kind of got rushed on Sunday during the live podcast just because mm-hmm. things happen so quickly that you can't really lock in and say okay this is where our teams are and this is the path they'll have to take yeah I mean, we got to do it with some divisions that had a uh, like when division four went because we had a whole division off until division three why am I am I down oh there we go um that like when we had a little bit more time we could, but I really want to dive in and give each team their due because I think there are some teams that have a legitimate shot to be playing well into November. Okay. Well, we'll take a look at all of that as soon as we get back from this. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E-glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. 
Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And uh, the uh, playoffs uh, begin. Want to mention in D1 that Anchor Bay is in. Anchor Bay is that poor team that we neglect all the time, Brady. They might want us to neglect them right now. <laughs> yeah, um, they're. Fi- I feel bad for them. They're finding out just what the difference is between being good and winning the MAC White, and then being a legitimate threat in Division One and competing with the MAC Red teams because they have to play Dakota. If they somehow win that game, they're going to have to play Romeo again, a team that just beat them what fifty-one to nothing. Yeah. Which I believe just it, last week. Which I thought I saw something. It was like seventeen nothing in the third quarter. So I think the game really got away from them. But either way, Dennis, it, it, it again, I've said this before. It's easy to get from – well, I don't want to say easy, but it's easier to get from 2-7, and 3-6 and six, to 3-6 and six and, or 6-3, and 7-2-ish. and two-ish. The hard part is getting from that to state title contender. And I think the first time I really found that out was my sophomore year when I was on a Marysville team that went 6-3. and three. The teams we lost to were St. Clair and Marine City, who were a year away from making deep runs in the playoffs, and the Mac Blue champions that year. We then played East English, who was ridiculously loaded. Had uh, Desmond King uh, and 
Khalid Hill, two NFL players on their team. They beat us 63-35. And I went, oh, my God, that's the best team in Division III. We just, got, we just drew the state champion. Well, after they beat St. Clair, they lost to St. Mary's 42-24. to And I went, oh, my God, we were that far off of that team, and they lost. And then I'm like, okay, then St. Mary's is just going to run through everyone. And then they lost in the finals. <laughs> so that difference – and you, and you can ask people from being good for your area and good in the state is huge. We talk about it. The difference between the Mac red and the Mac white is bigger than the difference between the Mac white and the Mac bronze. And it is, it is. I mean, we're not, that's at least the top of the divisions. Yeah. I mean, that's just the reality of the, the situation we were, we were just talking about, like it would be one of the greatest stories in high school football in the state of Michigan in the last 20 years or more if Anchor Bay made it to the state final because to do that, you've got to beat Dakota, then probably Romeo, then either Stevenson or Chippewa Valley. Which and, is, by the way, three red teams. Yeah, and and then you get into Cass Tech, Celine, whoever comes out of Belleville. that side of the bracket, and then when you get to the finals, you're probably facing somebody like Rockford or – or Grand Blank. West or, Bloomfield. You know, Clarkston's over there. I mean, come on. Yeah. So that's – Division One is its own animal because you have just – I mean, Dennis, I think we said it. Um, Port Huron High or Northern, if they were to make a run, let's say because I, I don't think anyone at either school would de- de- uh, would admit – or, geez, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not admit they're the underdog – against De La Salle. But if they win that game, you go, oh, they have a more, much more winnable game the following week. Like a Livonia Churchill, who is really good, or a Berkeley is talented, but everyone knows De La Salle's that hurdle where if Anchor Bay gets over a De La Salle, they have another one waiting for them the next week. Yeah. Yeah, so let's get into to D2 now. Uh, and the, the Big Reds and the Huskies are going to go at it. So what we know about this is we're going to lose an area team Yes. In the first round, but we know we're going to get an area team into the district final, uh, where the other side of that bracket is Lance Cruz and Roseville. And between you, me, and the wall, I think Roseville's going to win the, that game. I think that's the team you're going to have to win against to get to De La Salle. I wonder if there's a bigger underdog at um, a 1 4 matchup. Like, I would pick Roseville by multiple scores here at Lance Cruz. And I guess the good news is for whatever Port Huron High School or Port Huron Area School wins is that they get the home game. And, Dennis, you saw Roseville, but you didn't. You don't think they were at 100%. Port Huron High wasn't at 100%. Roseville doesn't look as unbeatable as maybe we thought they were middle of the season but they still don't look like they're going to be a pushover by any means. No, yeah, you know, it, it, it was weird because if I base it on the game that I saw and I know that neither team was at full strength, it's, you know, those two teams aren't that far off from each other. No. Um, uh, it, it was a uh, – the, the final was 27-15. to 15. It was 21-15 uh, to 15 with about seven minutes to go in the football game. Yeah, and um, by the way, we're going to break down the games way more in depth on Thursday's show. So this this is more 
playoffs as a whole, then we're going to look at the, sh- the game. So that's why we're talking about potential future matchups right now and not the Crosstown Showdown fully loaded rematch. Yeah, so uh, the, the, the whole thing here that is the big deception is the Roseville situation with the forfeits. Mm-hmm. They had to forfeit the first three games of the season because they had ineligible players. Otherwise, Roseville is the number one seed because on the field they went 8-1. and one. Yes. Their only loss was to Dakota, convincingly, I might add. Yeah. So they're they're not near Mac Red level because Dakota was what a but, middling Mac Red team. But but again, you you wonder like, what did Roseville do last week against Dakota? Who did they play? Who did they have in? I know when they were at the stadium playing the Big Reds, they had a different kid playing quarterback than normally plays quarterback, mm-hmm. and they didn't have their running back uh, in the game. Uh, he was injured. But you don't know why they had a different quarterback, whether they just well, moved. I, th- I think the running back not being there, they moved the quarterback to running back and put a different which quarterback seems, there. Which is odd, though. because I, But that's what Roseville does. Because I saw them just toy with St. Clair a year ago, and then they used a completely different lineup against the Big Reds right, the next week. But that was a game which Roseville won by 50-some points, where the PH game – they were on defense only up a score. Like, it was a much different situation. But, I mean, I'm very confident Roseville will get through. And then whoever wins the high northern game, I guess the thing it comes down to, at least report here on high, is how well their coaches make those adjustments now that they have film on them. Because it is hard to go into Memorial Stadium and beat them twice in the same year. And and the bugaboo for northern, like, I'm comfortable with their defense – like, I think they can keep uh, Roseville from running away and putting up the big numbers that we've seen them put up against some mm-hmm. teams. But in that game, you're going to have to score three touchdowns at least minimum to win that football game. You might have to score 25 points to win that football game. Can their offense do it? Because Roseville defense, again, it gets overshadowed by the big numbers that they put up. But on that other side of the column, they very seldom give up very many points. Well, I would say if they get by Port here on high, it's because their offense figured it out a little bit and put up some points, uh, at least 17-plus points, which uh, against a Port here on high defense would be a decent showing. But, I mean, you get through – I mean, okay, you get through that, you get to Roseville, you beat them, you know you have De La Salle in a regional, which I'm sure everyone's saying we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I don't see any of U of D, Gross Point South, or Lakeview beating – De La Salle. No, neither do I. Uh, South was it, it, they're a red team, but they went five and four. Uh, Their losses, this year. yeah, to Stevenson. They only lost to Romeo by nine. Dennis, uh, seventeen to eight. They lost to Dakota by ten and to Chip Valley by twelve. I guess if there's a team that could pull off an upset, it's Gross Point South. Well, their calling card has always been defense. Like they had four shutouts this year. Held Ike to three points. Um, Romeo only scored 17 against them. But I see the big scores from Stevenson, Dakota, and Chippewa Valley. And I think that De La Salle has at least as good an offense as those three teams. And so that's why I'm a little, like, could Gross Point South beat them? Eh, it's possible, but I just don't see it. No, I don't either. But at least the fact that they've played talent similar to De La Salle yeah. all year gives them a fighting chance. But... For high and northern, I think this is, out of all our divisions, the most clearly defined path for a team knowing that 
If we want to get to a semifinal, we're going to have to, one, beat our crosstown rival, two, beat Roseville, three, beat De La Salle. And I, I would feel more confident writing that in stone right now than anything else. De La Salle is going to play U of D to open the playoffs. You're U of D, and you're staring at a 4-6 and six season with half your losses to one team because they've already lost to De La Salle twice this year. 44-7 and 49-14, uh, yeah. Just played them last week, so you're playing them back-to-back weeks too. Yeah, I mean, geez, that's the one argument for not Actually, having – You're playing them three times in four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you're going to know what to do against – you're going to know what they're coming at you with. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to fool you with anything, are no, they? No, no, they're not. But, again, High Northern's going to be a great game, and the winner of that is going to have – I don't want to say – a. a the toughest path we've ever seen because I think Roseville looks a lot more human. It just depends, Dennis. Like you said, was their quarterback at running back because they wanted to replace him? Was it because maybe he has had there's injuries that make him that allow him to play running back but not quarterback? We we don't know. Everything we've guessed here is just speculation. Yeah, where are they just looking at it going? We're we're comfortable because because I've also I don't know their coaching staff right but I've been around them the last two seasons you know for those games against PH they seem to me like they're pretty confident about what they've got uh, talent wise that I just feel like they look at a, a week seven game at Memorial Stadium in a year where. They've already had to forfeit away, so they're really not playing for anything at that but if point. They, but if they lose that game, they miss the playoffs. Well, they didn't lose the game, though, and I, I feel like they're confident and they feel like that they can shuffle guys around and they're if, still good enough to beat these teams that they're playing. If that's the, – he, they have uh, – they have more guts than I do is how I'll put that nicely. Well, if, that, if that's – I'll, I'll, I'll just say they wear a big pair of pants hmm. – because they feel good about themselves. If they, <laughs> if what you're selling is at face value, then yeah, yeah, they uh, they need a bigger belt than I do. They've got a little bravado. Yes, they do. All right, you want to go to D four? Yeah, let's go to D four because uh, this is fun. Yeah, this is this is where my speculation can get really fun because I have no idea, Dennis. I think Crosslex is the favorite. In the district with St. Clair host North Branch, Croslex host Notre Dame Prep, I think Croslex is the favorite. But would you be surprised and shocked if any of these teams came out of this district? Not at all. Not at all. Um, would you be surprised if I said the number one seed in the district might have the toughest road of the four teams? Because you've got to beat North Branch. That's a dangerous team to play. I would, and then you've got to beat the winner of the Crosslex Notre Dame prep game. I would say no, just because if they played Crosslex, it would be at home. So I would say Notre Dame prep probably has the toughest road because you get a Crosslex team that's rolling. Dennis, you look at their scores, and obviously talking with their coaching staff, this is a team that, and I, and I'm going to give you full marks for this one. Way back in like what week four when they had to forfeit against Emily or they got the forfeit against Emily City, you hit the nail on the head. You said once this team gets rolling, it's going to be a boulder downhill. 
and it's not going to stop, and that's what it's been basically since you said that. Well, the, the, the thing about that Emily City game, they had just beaten Yale 44 to nothing, and you're like, okay, Croslex is, is loading up now, and now they've got Emily City. That's another 40 to 50 points they're going to score right. this week. And then that game got taken away from them, and I was a little concerned that, okay, now they got to kind of reset again. They didn't reset against no. Richmond. They just no, they didn't. opened up the gas valves all the way, and they had uh, three touchdowns in that game before anybody had sat down in their seats. Um, and they have just been smoking uh, ever since. Um, they're giving up less than a touchdown a game, Brady, since that Richmond game. Yeah, it's – And scoring ad nauseum. Yeah, I think they've given up what? Uh, they've given up the 27 60. points in five games. Yeah, what's it on the since week one? They've given up 33, I believe. So that that's 5.4 points a game in the last five wins. And I just want to real quick tell you how many points they've uh, scored uh, in the meantime because it's a boatload. 38 but, at Garber, 223 points over five games. So they're they're out in the last five games. The score is forty four point six to five point four, and I'm sure they're mad that it's five point four and not and also not fifty points a game. Yeah, but the one I mean, let's talk about St. Clair and North Branch. I think this is going to be the biggest toss up game, and like we said, would you be shocked if either of these teams got out? And you said no. North Branch is a team that I think is just they are. How do I want to put this in generic sports broadcasting terms that you hear on every show? They're frisky. They're, <laughs> they're a dark horse. Um, no pun intended. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I would not want to play North Branch. I know they have to go on the road, but it just seems like even if they're, they may be overmatched in some games, and I have no idea how these personnel are going to line up, and I've seen both these teams play, I – trust in Furman like I think he's uh, he's shown he can win in the postseason and he's beaten some really talented teams when he was at Almont I mean he took down some some Marine City teams that probably would have went to Ford Field and beat them and he had to go to East China yeah, Stadium to do it, it. he wasn't on getting the road. those games at home no no he's been doing that on the road so he's going to be in familiar territory at least for himself and I, and I bet you they want a rematch with Croslex. They, oh, that, you know he does. Yeah. That game and, like, probably on paper, and if you look at, like, if you just took the pure numbers and a com- put it into a computer, it would probably say Croslex would be a double-digit favorite. There's just something about that matchup. It, it kind of screams a little bit of Ubley Harbor Beach, where you know Ubley's probably the m- better team. And on paper, a lot if it was two faceless opponents, but just everything else that goes into the game. North Branch had a chance to take the lead late in the third quarter and couldn't. But again, week week three, and here's the other interesting thing about it, because from the t- or week two that yes. was, from the time that that game was played, these two teams have come a long way. If it's possible for Croslex to come a long way, they've come a long way, and North Branch has really come a long way. After a one and two start, they've rattled off six straight wins. The they survived a bad performance at Richmond. Their their two losses, the 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 Armada game was a close game. Yes. Um and I, I just 
what they do. It might not be flashy. It might not be sexy. But from week one, they start playing playoff-style football there. Oh, and as Furman says, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Some people might it's, like to spread it out, throw it a bunch. He's like, I, I love what I do, and it's one football game. So. Yeah, and, and, and so they're prepared. Weather, not an issue when North Branch is playing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, their, their offense doesn't need warm weather and clear skies to no. function uh, and to do what it does. And defensively, you know that uh, he teaches his team to be mentally and physically tough, which that makes it fun because that's the St. Clair mentality too. Like Coach Bishop is – you you can't do an interview with Coach Bishop without him <laughs> saying the word tough <laughs> or physical eight times in a sentence. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but let's talk about who the winner of this district will meet, Dennis, because – they are matched up with a district that includes Lake Fenton, Ortonville, Brandon, Freeland, and Goodrich. And Dennis, outside of Ortonville, Brandon, I think three of those teams are live to get out of there. Uh, Freeland has obviously had a nice season, but they have one blemish, and it's a big one. Frankenmuth beat them 48-21. to That is a little worrying. Because looking at the other teams, I don't know how great some of their other wins are. So it's hard to tell, and we know Frankenmuth is a very, very talented team, and they were non-competitive in that game. Well, I mean, I just, like, when I look at St. Clair, they had a big loss to Marine yes. City. I'm not going to hold that against No. Them. Marine City's a good team. I'm not going to hold Freeland losing to Frankenmuth. They, they don't have to worry about Frankenmuth right. at this stage of the game. they got to worry about Goodrich, Lake Fenton, Ortonville, Brandon, and whoever comes out uh, of the uh, the reach or the district with our area teams uh i'll put freeland up against any of these teams and they've got as much chance to win as anybody i i 100 agree goodrich they have two losses a 14 point loss in the opener against frankenmuth and a two point loss to the one seed lake fenton who lost to Brandon. Yeah. Their only loss. Yeah, and that was kind of an upset at the time because Ortonville Brandon has lost three of their last four. They lost to Goodrich by 17. They lost to Corona by three, and they lost a, a four and five flushing team by seven. Two of those were at home, and I just, I don't know. I'm not, I don't think the Blackhawks have enough. But, Dennis, if Freeland or Lake Fenton get out, the regional game will be there. St. Clair, even though they're the one seed, has .5 some playoff points less than Freeland, and Croslex is way below. Actually, the only team that Croslex could host in a regional final is Ortonville Brandon. So they're probably going on the road if they were to make it that far. Those are three good teams, but like we said with Northern, I don't think any are a De La Salle or Port Huron High. Those are all very solid teams, but they're closer to Roseville than they are De La Salle. Well, and the other thing is, is they're knocking each other off here. Right. Like, they're going to have to go Freeland through Freeland and Goodrich are going to play each other. One of them's out. Fenton and Brandon are going to play each other. One of them's out. Mm-hmm. Then the two winners are going to play each other, and one of them's out. And they're pro- and people over in F- near Flint are probably going, well, St. Clair and North Branch, one of them's going <laughs> to knock each other off. And thank God Croslex and Notre Dame prep play week one. See, and, and I think people over there are looking at it going, Croslex Notre Dame prep. Whoever wins that game is going to win that 
because I don't I don't think they understand that St. Clair and North Branch are good teams. Yeah, because they probably look at St. Clair and see they've lost their three big games uh, by a lot. I know they got the win over Roseville, but they lost that by a lot. They got ran by Marine City in week one in St. Clair Shores Lake. You beat them up a little bit. And again, we don't have this context either, so we don't know what happened in the games for them. But St. Clair lost what? It's top three weapons offensively in that Lakeview game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah easily. Yeah. So D4 is wide open, and even if uh, a team were to make it out of that regional, probably either Country Day or Chelsea. It looks like is the favorite out of the is probably going to be the regional final on the other side. I know a lot of people are high on Chelsea, uh, but Country Day is Country Day. I know they're a four seed. They're does, does Livonia Clarenceville? Because I'm going to assume Clarenceville is going to beat Lamphere. Even yeah. though I, I give Lamphere a little more love than you do, um, the Clarenceville is a good football team. They have any chance of beating Country Day. I, look, you look at their schedule, Dennis. They beat a team like Lutheran North, who I throw in a category with Lamphere. Don't respect them. Uh, only a three-point loss to Berkeley. That's their only loss. Yeah. Berkeley's a good team. Berkeley's seven and two. It's so hard to go through this because what does a six-point win over Kalamazoo Lloyd Norix mean? They're a nine and zero team, or or nine. I mean, excuse me. They hadn't won a game, and Clarenceville had to escape with their lives. I don't know. It might have been a fourteen nothing game, and. Kalamazoo scored with two seconds left. It could have been an 8 nothing game, and Clarenceville had to storm back. But, Dennis, I, I don't know. It's going to be a tough district just to get out of. The good news is is I'm thinking that we're going to get a local team to at least a regional final here, too. I'm trusting the Pioneers that they can beat Notre Dame prep. But the one thing that scares me to death, and I think I've said it before, is they go for two every time, and we've seen it before local teams losing deep playoff runs because of special teams. Off the top of my head, Dennis, you did this game. 2011, Wald Lake Western Port here on high. Drop snap on a, on a PAT, 21-20, Wald Lake Western beats the Big Reds. They win. I still thought Mark was going to pick that ball up and score. He almost did. <laughs> he almost did. I can still see it in my mind, like getting stopped at like the one-yard line. He had a chance to do it. And, and then another local example, a team in this district, 2013 St. Clair. Again, 21-20 loss to DeWitt. Tried a field goal, missed it, season over. They had a chance to go to Ford Field. That was a semifinal game. Yeah, uh, and, and that is something. But, uh, again, Coach LeGros says, oh, if I make it half the time, split the difference. But I'm, it just make, it, it does make me nervous, too. Because – Deep runs require the slimmest of margins, and that's something I always praise Marine City for is they get hidden yardage, and they might not always have a a all-state kicker, but they always seem to have a, a reliable one, and they do again this year. And he's sitting there going, ah, you guys are crazy because I'm going to win by 56 points anyways. <laughs> you want to take a break before <laughs> we go to D5? Let's do that, and we'll be right back. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. 
Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. 
Poor Huron Schools had prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, let's uh, move on here to uh, Division 5, where we've got uh, Marine City, Armada, and uh, Richmond. They, here's, they got- your, here's your uh, rat poison warning. Just, just so you know, just so if you want to skip through or turn this off now, we wouldn't blame you, Marine City football players. They know they're good. Right? They got to know they're good by now. Yeah, I, I'm just, I just, I just feel better having to give that so they don't accidentally listen to it and then have to run more at practice because they heard the rat poison. Oh, okay. Uh, the, 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 the good news and the bad news. The, the bad news was for a long time, it looked like we were going to get all three of these teams in one district playing against each other. They got separated at the end, mm-hmm. but the good news there now is the possibility that we could have local teams meeting for a regional title, which would mean we'd get a local team to the semifinals. That would be good. Uh, do you want to start with our maiden in Richmond, or do you want to just talk about Marine City? Because at least to a regional, it looks like they have the easiest path out of a lot of divisions, Dennis. Yeah. South Lake is a team they beat by like 35 or yeah, they Excuse beat Southlake 47-6. to six. So a 41-point win. And then Lutheran North and Dundee. Dennis, that seems like the right to have four more practices. Uh, I, I would say so. Uh, Lutheran North went 6-3 and three this year. Yeah, but, but again, just looking at who's it, their statement it, win? Well, that, that that's what I, I look for. Somebody on there comparable to They beat Southlake by City. six. That game was 0-0 at the end of regulation. And and, and the fact that, like, the, the tough teams that they've played on their schedule, Clarenceville, they lost. Foley beat them by 16. I think Marine City is both, better than those teams. Both Gabriel Richards aren't very good this year. Um, Chandler Park is usually a, ske- a team you think, oh, maybe they're decent. Nope, 0-8. Actually, that was – They the, just played Yale last that, week, and Chandler it was a 21-8 game. That's weird. The only game Chandler Park played was Lutheran North, and they played in week three. Well, they had to forfeit a lot of games, too, oh, didn't they? I think so. Yeah, Were they, they the team that got caught cheating? Yeah, they, it they, was. They, they got caught cheating, and like that's like the only game that was legit they lost. on their thing, and they lost yeah. anyways. Yeah, so maybe that's why. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Because I think Chandler Park took an 0-9 record this year with eight forfeit losses. Right. And one regular loss that they lost anyways. Yes. Oh, you're right. I had forgotten about that. Um, but, yeah, Yale, a team we're very familiar with. They only beat them 21-8. to eight. That doesn't spell confidence because the really good playoff teams in our area handled Yale much better than that. And Dundee, they beat Ida. That's a, or they lost to Ida by one, 
and Ida's seven and two. But I mean, they're wins. They're five and four. Romulus Summit Academy North, Blissfield three and six, Onstead two and seven, Hillsdale three and six. So, yeah, I think the Mariners got a pretty favorable draw. Their losses were to all good teams. <laughs> I will well, say that. Well, Marine City's a pretty good team. Yeah. No, but that, but that, that's what I mean is they haven't, they haven't been able to play with uh, the big boys. So, uh, and, and again, yeah, Mar- Marine City shouldn't have an issue with Southlake. No, I don't think they're going to have a big roadblock uh, in the district uh, final. So that gets them to the regional. Now, who's going to be on the other side of that bracket? Because you've got Armada and Richmond right off the top. Mm-hmm. So we know one of these teams is playing for the district title. But to to, to me, Brady, both Which, these by t- the way, that game being played at Oxford High School. Yeah, the, the field at Armada is basically a lake right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's like tar pits. Um, and they weren't going to play at Richmond. No. They weren't going to give Richmond any kind of an advantage. They looked at some other options. Couldn't get and, them till and they, Saturday. They settled on uh, Oxford, and they have connections yeah. there. Uh, Coach Raleigh's dad, uh, Bud Raleigh, was at Oxford for a 1,000 years. Yeah, they're going to play at Bud Raleigh Field. Yeah, Bud Raleigh Field in Oxford is where they're going to play uh, this uh, game. But these are two teams that, that to me, um, Brady, uh, when they met the first time around – you know, we were all on the Armada train because they were rolling, mm-hmm. um, and we all thought Richmond was, you know, a, a potential roadblock, and that game ended up being a little bit of a disappointment with Armada rolling them. But both of these teams are kind of fragile going into the playoffs. Armada's yeah. lost three straight, and Richmond, you know, they were after a three and one start, they were a five and four football team. Oh, four and five. Four and five football yeah. team. So, I mean, you've you got two fragile teams, but they're also arch rivals. Right. They do not like each other. Armada has won two in a row, and, I mean, I can look it up real quick. I don't know when the last time Armada's won two in a row against Richmond has been. It, it, I mean, last year broke, what, a decade-long streak yeah. of Richmond wins? I know Richmond wanted this game bad. I'm sure Armada is very happy to oblige. I think whoever wins this game will get a lot of confidence, but we saw Richmond play week nine. We didn't get to see the Armada game. Richmond feels like they're close because how many times do we say they had it, they just didn't execute? I mean, there was a there was a touchdown pass that uh, – Benetti stepped up in the pocket, made a nice throw, dropped at the goal line. He had a couple open receivers, dropped or overthrown. It feels like they are close to it, but do they grasp it now, or is it something that has to wait an offseason of work? Yeah, see, I look at this two ways. Like I, I think what Richmond's getting right now is just invaluable. Uh, what they're getting for Benetti, who's going to be back as a sophomore uh, and who looks like he's got a lot of tools to be a really good uh, player for them. Um, but I, I'm worried. It's week nine. And if you don't have your execution ten, now, oh yeah. then uh, how, how you can ha- you expect I to just suddenly find it when, the you're, one, when you're playing good teams? The one, I guess, excuse I can make 
is Benetti didn't start until week five, and that was baptism by fire at Crosslex. Yeah. I just R- Richmond does two things that worry me: they turn the ball over, and penalties. They 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 seem, or just negative plays in general. Yeah. Um. So so that's where, like, it, it's it's tough for me. Um. Do I think there's talent there? Yes. Do I think next year Richmond's going to make some noise in the BWAC? I think there is that distinct possibility. Um, I just – I don't know. And then I I don't know what to make of Armada because after week six, they looked like – They are our number two team. Powerhouse. And now it's like – you know, it's and it's not like they're, they're getting blown out. They, they or lost, losing to bad teams. They lost by a touchdown uh, in two of the three losses – and you know the the Crosslex game, they didn't really really threaten, but they also didn't get run off the field in right. an embarrassing fashion. Their defense, their defense stepped up and played really well the last two thirds of the game. And um, they're one of those teams that has been breeding for playoff style football for bad weather football because they just run the ball. Yeah. Uh, Flint Powers and Corona is the other matchup in that district. A five and four Corona team goes to a three and six Flint Powers team, which should absolutely never ever happen. They've proven by losing six games, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. L- l- listen to this, Brady. Thirty-three to six, forty-five to seven, forty-eight to seven, fifty-four to nothing, forty-two to thirteen, forty-two to fourteen. Those are the six losses for Powers. Flint Powers uh, wins. They beat a six and three Hamity team, an zero and nine Saginaw Arthur Hill, and a two and seven Flint Carmen Ainsworth team. And, and they're, they're getting hosting, a home game. And they're hosting a playoff game. So, yeah, um, go Corona. That's all I'm going to say is go Corona. So, and I think that's a winnable game for Armada or Richmond should they get through. By and one pl- of Corona's five wins is a forfeit, right? By <laughs> playoff points, this is actually the weakest district in Division 5. And I, I'm really hoping, don't disappoint me, we can get a regional final. And the other good news is, for whoever gets there, is the winner, if we get an all-Blue Water area final, won't get Frankenmuth. They are on the other side. They actually got paired up with, like, the, the UP slash upper lower peninsula district and could play a team like Kingsford in the regional final. But the teams they could play, a Barian Springs team that has no quality wins, actually, uh, well, he, he, he goes by Mother Goose, the person who made Goose Poop, <laughs> um, did a thing by each division and said the weakest schedule by bonus points was Barian Springs. So they're 9-0, and but there may be a little bit of a questionable 9 and 0, not as threatening as I think Portland at 7 and 2 is a much more worrisome team to see in the semifinals because they lost a 3-point game to Cadillac and a 2-point game to Lansing Catholic who went 8 and 1. And by the way, their only loss was to Puama Westphalia. Would it would it be brash of me here before we even play the the first playoff game? To just go on record now is, I think the semifinal is going to be Marine City and Portland. If you want to do that, I think I want to do that. All right, say Marine City Portland is going to be your semifinal. Uh, and I'm not going to disagree, but I think I mean they have to get through Williamston. Olivet's a decent team. I don't know what Kalamazoo Hackett Prep Unity is. 
out on the west side. But I think they're a team that's going to lose to Barry and Springs, who's a team that's going to lose to Portland. All I know <laughs> is that they'll that they'll play Portland and they'll play it in like Howell, like they did last, or Williamston, like Marine City had to last time. Yeah. But a very winnable, a very I don't want to say easy because easy is a disingenuous term. A less bumpy road than some years to get to Ford Field. Is that fair, Dennis? Uh, It's fair, but again, I'm not going to look past some of these teams. I'm looking past Southlake. Well, yeah. (laughs) I'm looking past Dundee. I'm looking past everybody to the semifinal. Then at the semifinal, now it's to me, it becomes a coin flip. It gets tough. And anybody can win these games. Oh, agreed. Which but, includes Marine City there, if they get but there. But there have been years where Marine City has had a district final that you go, I don't know if they're winning this game. And if they win that game, they'll get Frankenmuth. There have been years where they've had a, a district final, and I said there's no way they lose this game, and then Elmont beat them. All right. There have been years where Country Day's been in their region and things like that. So, no, it's not a slam dunk, but – it's it's not a half court heave like it is some years. It's more of a uh, just a three pointer, and they're good. They are really. I think a lot of schools are actually looking at going. If we can get past Marine City, <laughs> like that's yeah. that's the brand team. I'm sure that Flint Powers or Corona is looking at it like, okay, Armada's good, but if we we're gonna have to beat Marine City if we want to make a magical run and. The way they're going, I don't know if that's going to happen. But I just uh, the, that Armada Richmond thing. Whoever wins that game, hopefully they're feeling really good about themselves because I think the district final is winnable. Well, the good news is for Armada is they would have a home game if they win, and hopefully after another couple weeks of a little TLC, that field is ready to play. Yeah, because that's the other thing about it is. It would be a shame if uh, Armada has a season like this and doesn't get to play any home playoff games, no. even though they're the home team every week. And they ha- actually hadn't played on it last week, so they won't play on it this week. So it would be going on three weeks of not being used because they don't practice where they play. Uh, you want to go to D6 and talk about Almont momentarily? Yeah, we can do that. All right. Uh, they play Clawson. They're going to beat Clawson. That is one of my more confident picks. I think Clawson is in the same group as Lamphere. You played in the Mac Bronze. I don't respect your wins. Your non-conference games, week one, are made a toyed with you, and then you beat a 3-6 and six Garden City team that, okay, cool, don't care. You beat Madison 8 to nothing. I know That, it, that I know tells it, me everything. I know it doesn't work this way, but it's in, your, it's in the back of my subconscious, burned in there, that Almont beat Armada, and I watched Armada beat Clawson 48 to nothing and go through them like Swiss cheese. Yeah, the transitive property doesn't work, but Clawson, a 14 to 10 win over Clintondale. I know Clintondale is a playoff team, and they're actually on the other side of this bracket, but it just doesn't impress me. Like, I, I know what those teams are. They're respectable teams, and they, they know what they're doing. But Almont at five and four, their losses. Week one, Monroe St. Mary's. If you wanted to keep up with them, they ended up going eight and one with one loss to a nine and zero Riverview team. 
their next loss, a six-point loss in overtime against blood rival North Branch. Then they lose to Croslex, who we're saying has a chance to make a run to a regional semifinal depending on how things go. And then they lost to a Goodrich team who might be a team that unseats Croslex from that run. They have played far more talented teams than Clawson has even been able to look at. And, I mean, who's Clawson's best opponent? Armada, and they got run by almost 50. Slam, dunk, lock, write it in stone with my blood, Almont's beating Clawson. <laughs> and then they would play the winner. Then they'd play Warren Michigan Collegiate because they're going to beat Clintondale. And that matchup against PH, if you would have asked me a week ago, I would have been picking Almont, but Collegiate took it to PH, and that worries me a bit. Yeah, that's that was the whole thing that threw a wrench into everything because we uh, a week ago I'm looking at this going, oh, you know, Almont, is, is it possible? Almont's in a regional? Is it? You know, would they have a shot the, the to go to they the play, Detroit Southeastern, Detroit Pershing, E-Course, and Detroit Edison, yeah, none of those teams are that threatening. Warren Collegiate is the biggest roadblock for Almont to getting to a semifinal, Dennis. And, and, and then I, but then I saw what Collegiate did to, to PH. Completely caught me off guard. Thought I, I thought that score was going to be reversed. I did, And too. PH would do that to Collegiate. And now it makes me think that Collegiate's probably the favorite there. Probably, but I know that Almont has a way of playing up to its competition. Are they the underdog? Yes. Do I think it's impossible? No. All right. Um, let's uh, grab our uh, final break here, and then we'll get into – Well, you uh, want to do D8 now so we can no. do our top ten with our final break? Oh, you want to do that? All right. Yeah, because D8 won't be as long, I don't think, because – I can never tell with you. <laughs> I mean, Ubley Harbor Beach, Ubley's the favorite, but like we mentioned before, they're going to – they should win. Marlette, Cass City, a nice story in Marlette, a very good season for the Red Raiders. They don't get a lot of playoff appearances. I know they kept it close with Ubley for a half. I just think Ubley is on a mission, and I've said it before and I'm saying it again. I, until the Bearcats, if the Bearcats lose before the semifinals, I will be surprised. I, I think Ubley's going to get back to Ford Field. The problem is the team waiting at the other end of the line is probably Hudson. And at Ford Field, maybe maybe Clark from Everest, because that's who's in a district with Mooney, and that's Mooney's big hurdle because they lost 45-3. to Now, I know Joe Cannell is – very excited for the prospect of playing them again, but it's hard to erase a 42-point loss, Dennis. Yeah, they definitely feel like uh, they're not that outmatched and that they'll play better, but I, I'm with you. It's That would be quite a turnaround uh, in a manner of uh, three, four weeks, whatever it's been since that uh, game. But uh, I'm just, you know, I, Mooney's a great story. Uh, I think they're going to get their eighth win of the year this week and their first 11-man playoff win, I think, since 2005. I believe that is correct. Um, let me see. I wrote some of this stuff down. Yeah, the, the, their last eight-win season was 2001. If they don't beat Rochester, Lutheran, Northwest, something happened. The right. plague set in and all <laughs> their players couldn't play. Uh, and, and their last playoff win was 2011. Their last 11-man playoff win 2005 they're knocking off the you know the the to-do list 
of turning the culture around right. at Cardinal Mooney. They're checking things off that list pretty quickly. And I think one of the last check marks on that list is beat Clarkston Everest. That's a team they've never they've beaten. They've never beaten. So, and um, I think they're going to, again, I think they'll get their rematch uh, in the district uh, final. Um, I don't know, though, that this is the time they get them. Hmm. No, no. But hopefully it's a Saturday game so we can go down there, Dennis. Yeah. But, but uh, do you want to just mention eight-man real quick? Peck is going to have a tough one against Gray Sims, and I don't know anything about Britain Deerfield. Deckerville's the home team and I, the favorite, question mark? Yeah, well, let's start with, with uh, Peck. Uh, they're going to be the underdog in, in the first game, and if they get through that, they're going to be the underdog against uh, North Huron, who I think will beat Sacred Heart. So, uh, again, Peck is a great story if they get beyond uh, – the uh, the regional round and get to the uh, the to the semifinal and then in the semifinal they're going to run into Morris or Portland St. Patrick probably Morris so uh, if, if Peck wins the the D two eight man title um, that's the greatest story since sliced bread <laughs> that would be uh, Anchor Bay level that 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 is a a death path to get there uh, al- almost impossible Deckerville I, I uh, I'm Never going to bet against them at home in the first round. Then it gets interesting because then you get Adrian Lenaway Christian, who I know is a, a good program. That's a good game. That could be one of those fifty to forty-eight eight-man games that we we love to uh, to watch. And then beyond that, it, it's it's really a, 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 a crapshoot. Like from from the 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 regional to the semifinal to the final. It really feels like a coin flip until you get to the finals, and that's probably where you run into Sutton's Bay, uh, and I know they're tough. Yeah, yeah. It's But, hey, play the game ahead of you. I don't know enough about eight-man to speculate, so beat Britain Deerfield first, and then you get an undefeated Leonard Way Christian. I like him against Britain Deerfield. I'll just put that there. All right, we'll uh, take a, a break, and then we'll do our uh, our regular season finale going into the playoffs top ten. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Uh, is, is this the last time we have to do this? This is the last time we oh, have to do this. So there is light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yes, there is. Yes, All right. there I, is. I hope that, uh, that I got it right finally. At this point, that that after nine weeks of football, I've got an idea about who the ten best teams are. Yeah. And yet I don't because I left Anchor Bay out again. Yeah, Anchor Bay, you're a good team. You would probably be somewhere in the top five, um, but we didn't put you in. Dennis, do you want to get started? Because there was a 
a decent amount of movement. And yeah, yeah, it's let's see what you got. All right, at number 10, I have a team that is in the playoffs for the 12th straight year, the 14th time in 15 years, their 16th straight non-losing season this year, uh, Brady. And when we went into the season, we really didn't know what we were going to get out of Elmont. But Elmont at 5-4 and four will be my number 10 team. I agree with you. They're at number 10 for me, too. And Dennis, we, <laughs> we just talked about could they make a deep run? They have one big game in front of them. That's collegiate. We could have our number 10 team playing the week before Thanksgiving. Uh, at number nine, uh, with a 7-2 and two record, and it's been a long time since they've had a 7-2 and two record at Cardinal Money, and as I mentioned before, they haven't had an eight-win season since 2001. They're a heavy favorite in their first playoff game. Uh, and they're looking for their first uh, 11-man postseason win since 2005. Coming off a win over KPAC, Mooney is at number nine. I feel bad about doing this, but I have to punish them. When you lose three straight, you're going to have a long slide. Armada goes down to number nine, and it's just tough because you haven't won in almost a month. I just have a tr trouble keeping you above some teams who have been winning. Do I think they are better than where they are right now? Yes. Prove it. Win a district. Make me look foolish. Well, after their loss to Kersley, I have slid Armada all the way down to number eight. After once being 6-0, and all, the Tigers finished the regular season at 6-3, uh, and uh, three, uh, and I had them for most of the year at two or three. Uh, and they're going to finish the year at number eight. Number eight, I have Cardinal Mooney. I'm going to reward the Cardinals. Their two losses were to some really good teams. I know, uh, who was it? Um, not Everest, the other team. Shrine. Shrine, yes. I, I always want to say Cabrini. I know it's not them. Shrine stumbled out of the gate but figured it out and became a good team that just missed the playoffs. And Everest is maybe a favorite to make a deep run in Division Eight. Their two losses are to good teams. I think they will win a playoff game. And Mooney, for your efforts, you're the number eight team in our area. Yeah, Shrine went 5-1 uh, and one after an 0-3 start, and the one loss was to Everest. Uh, number seven for me is where I slot the port here on high Big Reds this week. After losing convincingly to Collegiate, the Big Reds couldn't stay near my top five uh, anymore. Uh, they're 6-3. and three. Still like this football team. I know they haven't been playing with uh, all of their weapons, but uh, they, they kind of stumbled at the finish line for me, and they're going to be number seven. <sighs> this has been tough. I actually wrote down something different, but I didn't feel good about it, and I'm tinkering. I know you've just started <laughs> to go, this is it. I'm not overthinking it. I'm putting Port here on high at number seven as well. And part of me was like, no, they beat Northern. They can't be below Northern. They lost bad to Collegiate, and I know it was a recent game, but Dennis, you can't lose, what, 46-13? Was that the final? Yeah. I That's, like, if you lose by a touchdown, okay, Collegiate's a good team. You were non-competitive. It wasn't a game. It was, like, 22 nothing in the first half. That's gonna. I have to punish you for that. Portion High moves down to number seven. All right, at number six, after a 27-0 win over Marysville, put them to 7-2. and two. They're the Matt Gold uh, champs. They're a number one seed in their uh, their district. 
Um, I, I'd like to put them even higher than number six, but number six is where they're going to fall in uh, in my final uh, poll, and that's the St. Clair Saints. I have Port here on Northern at number six. I think kind of seven through four is kind of the jumbly mess now. Um, but Northern, you had a buy. You would have beat Cusno by 100 anyway. You look at the wins, and yeah, it's tough. Technically, St. Clair seven and two, six and three. Port here on Northern seven and two. I just I don't know. That was another one I did couldn't really feel confident in, so I stuck Northern at number six. And I put Northern at number five. Uh, so I'm I'm going to assume we kind of flip flopped here. Yeah, I have. St. Clair at five. Yeah, at, at, at seven and uh, two, I still like that Husky defense, um, and I, I just feel like, uh, I don't know, I, I, put, I put that Northern defense, as, I'm going to make enemies here, but I put that Northern defense up against St. Clair, and I think Northern wins that game. That would be a game I'd love to see. I would love to we see that game, saw- too, and we should have seen it. You're right. Lakeview have fun getting slaughtered by Gross Point South. Yeah, um, yeah St. Clair. Because that would have answered that question right then and there. St. Clair at five, basically, if Fort Huron Northern and St. Clair played, I think I'd take the home team. Uh, but St. Clair, for virtue of nothing else, of being conference champions, I give them the slight edge. And, yeah, they're, 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 they both have seven wins. I don't know. Flip a coin. It came up St. Clair this week at five. I'm not even sure that I had the North Branch Broncos in my original top ten. I'm really – I'd have to go back and, and listen through the, that first uh, – that podcast for the, the, uh, the intro of the season. But North Branch with six straight wins, uh, I think they're a dangerous team. I think this is a good time of year for them. They're, they're not going to be an easy game for uh, St. Clair or anybody that they would play. North Branch is my number four team. They've, they've been surging. It's time I give them some love. Yeah, North Branch has done nothing but win since week three. They're up to number four for me as well. They're going to play St. Clair. It's number four versus number five in my power rankings. And it's, it's going to be a good one. And come pick time, it's going to be the toughest one to pick. I think so. And North Branch has earned it, winning six straight games. And we've said it. I don't know if they're alive to make a run, but they're alive to win any playoff game they play in, Dennis. All right. Ubley's my number three team. Uh, they just beat Bad Axe 9-0 regular season. Ubley's one of the three best teams in our area. Everybody else, deal with it. Yeah, Ubley at number three. Um, I think they have the – do I want to say they have the best shot of getting to Ford Field? Marine City's road isn't as tough as I thought it might be. They have one of the two best chances to get to Ford Field. <laughs> I'm not going to make that determination okay. now. Yeah, I, I, I think they're going to get there. I do too, but Ubley at three, and I'm assuming Dennis were chalk the rest of the way. Crosslex at two. Crosslex at uh, two after a very impressive win over uh, Garber. And Marine City obviously at number one after uh, an impressive win over Notre Dame Prep. Yeah, Marine City somehow cemented their spot at number one even more. Um, yeah, had they lost, would there have been a little bit of a discussion? Well, with a 38-0 win over Garber, you and, and if Marine City it, it, had lost their game... It you, depended you, how they lost Yeah, them. you, you but, might go, can we get a flip here? But in the end, I just think Marine City's the best team in the area. I'll put them up against anybody from our area, and I think think they won't disappoint me and fair or not 
the fact that Marine City's done this for the better part of two decades lends them the benefit of the doubt. Now, do I think Croslex can get there? Absolutely. But so, so, sorry, sorry, Legro. You've been here two years, not 20, and it's an institution at Marine City, so they would get a slight edge. But And, 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 I, and I feel bad for the Pioneers because ultimately it comes down to week one, that mm-hmm. loss against Williamston. They were never really able to shake it no matter how well they played, and we documented in the last eight weeks how they just murdered people, how they should be on trial right now for quadruple life sentence for the carnage that they've done across the BWAC uh, and, and against the opponents that they've played. Which, by the played. way, Pioneers swept the, the awards. Kirk Wilson, defensive MVP. Jake Townsend, offensive MVP. Mike Legro, BWAC coach of the year. And, and and we we've even debated the, the, that Townsend will get Player of the Year. I mean, the only thing is, is that I don't know. Charles Tiger was probably the biggest threat. He just didn't have a chance to put up the numbers. Is he maybe a more valuable player because he plays both sides? Yes, but numbers wise, unless Evan Peruski has numbers that are just unreal, or there's a player up at Ubley that we don't know about that has numbers that are unreal, Jake Townsend probably is the player of the year. And with all that said, Marine City went 9-0, and they're their number one team. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. And, Dennis, playoffs are going to be fun, and we're going to have one of our last chances at the picks on Thursday. Yeah, it actually it worked out perfect for us because we have 10 first-round games in 11-man football with area teams in it. Yes, we do. So that, that, that'll work out nicely. Yes. And we got, we've got some work to do. Yes, we do. Uh, I'm two I'm, games back of the guests and you're one. You're three oh, behind three the, the guests and I'm two behind the guests. Wow, I'm going to have to take some shots in the dark. Oh, it's it's going to be an interesting week. Yes, it will. All right. Uh, and uh, if, unless you got last word. Nope. Okay. They couldn't see you shaking your head. There, I know. So I'm glad you added the nope in at the end. <laughs> From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.